the game of the season. There's some really bad blood. There was the infamous um, shit, the ghost shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. My name is Luke and this is my co-host, my main man today, Benny. How are you, mate? Yo-ho! Excited to be here, big man. I'm pumped to look at some Mavericks this week. I just want to say to all the listeners, uh, thanks for carrying on listening to us. Give us a follow uh, on Twitter. You can find us by typing in FPL Mavericks. I'm just going to quickly go over the Maverick definition again for um, new listeners. It's basically a a differential Maverick pick, um, which is under 10% owned. And you basically got to have some cojones to back them because they're going to be the ones that either make you or break you on this beloved game of fantasy Premier League. So that's what we're going to go over today uh, with a couple of other things, which Luke will introduced now. Benny, um, we'll look at briefly who's winning our mini league and then we'll do the Mav review from Game Week 5 and then you and I, we will ticky-tacky and go through our Game Week Mavs for Week 6. I'll be doing Benny's Bargain Bucket this week and you're on Mitch, Mitch Mav Cap Duties and then we'll, we'll close out with with FPL Point Breaks, uh, FPL Maverick free hit team. So got a jam-packed day ahead of us. Have you looked at the the league this week? It's very tight up the top there of the FPL Maverick AU league. Yeah, it's um, really hot and up. We've got um, Mitchell Crinis still clinging on for dear life, the big man, with uh, Michacho with a 58-point game week on 396 total points. And then you've got Cashing Ings and Peter Steinfort, one point off on 395. And then uh, in third place, who's just behind them guys, is Vasily, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong, Suvla, Suvalas. Vasily Suvalas. It's on- Vaz. Huh? It's our mate Vaz. Vaz, there you go. So Vaz is on uh, 394. So he's he's always up there, isn't he? Mm. And both Captain Salah, so it kept him in there. It was a, t- it was a bit of a rough game week last week for some. Yeah. Good, hot and up though. We're not in the top 10 this week. Definitely some exciting football. It was a good weekend of action. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of luck on the Mav front either. We we both, um, well, at least I got Saka. Saka was my main Mav. He was my big shout out. He, he got the assist for the Odegaard. We got the free kick assist <laughs> um, for Odegaard. That was a nice free kick though. Good to see. Yeah. Good to see that go in for him. Um and and you had two two pointers, so appearance points for Trinkow and, and Christmas Wood. Uh, and then, mate, even worse, Reese James, he's, he's he zero pointer. But did you know that he had his Champions League medal stolen from his house? So he had a home break in. So there was rumours that that's why the reason for him being out of the squad on the weekend. But I, I personally believe it's it's a bit more than that because I saw... He lined up in the Carabao Cup, but it's only just finishing now. So I don't think he'll play again on the weekend. And it seems like he's not first choice anymore. Yeah. I mean, that is what scumbags can do that. Still in your Champions League medal. 
Mm. Um, must have had an effect on him in some way. But yeah, you're right. It's really weird. Like he's by for me, he's by far the most complete wing back or fullback. So surely he's got to go back in at some point. But it's unbelievable. You you look at Chilwell and Reese James, and it looks like they're both out of favour at the moment. And you'll, you'd you'd be picking them as the future for Chelsea. Yet Alonso, Azpilicueta, they've they've been doing the business, so there's no reason they're going to get dropped. And they've got they got Man City coming up um, this weekend, so I think they'll probably go with the. Well, it looks like Alonso's not going to be dropped, and and Azpi's the more experienced campaigner on the right. So I don't think. Reece James will play based on the fact that he played the cup game this morning. Yeah, and I mean, does that, with strategy, I think, you know, a lot of people are going to jump onto Chelsea defenders. That scares the hell out of picking them after yeah. the City game. Like, who'd you go for? I was trying to think about it to last night um, because I've still got my wild card and I was tinkering because I was so disappointed with my team's performance on the, the game week. I didn't have any of the likes of Ben Rama or Saar. I didn't hit any of these fringe players and you know my my guy Jota's missing an open goal Torres didn't show up Bowen again a couple of glorious chances that he that he didn't <laughs> still didn't hit the net so he he played well but either way I've I've been tinkering with a potential wild card but I've, I've decided not to pull the trigger because the Chelsea fixture against Man City this weekend and I want I want to have another look just want a little bit more information before I start making some decisions because this is like the crucial time where you, you're looking, well, the template's really starting to diversify because you had a lot of those early wild cards. You got some with Lukaku and Ronaldo, some with Ronaldo. And and now, you know, you've got that decision with those people that brought Ronaldo in. Do you keep Ronaldo for the next two? Um, Everton and Villa. Everton just conceded three, by the way. So, um, well, a lot of people would have pre-planned to swap to Lukaku for those good fixtures. But, yeah, I'd be tempted to hold Ronaldo for the first... Um, for the for the two games upcoming, and then switch to Lukaku maybe in game week eight or nine. Mm. I had a crazy thought. I don't know how crazy it was, but I really it must have been crazy because your crazy is on another level. <laughs> I had to take a minus four and switch Ronaldo out this week for Antonio, and then switch out Torres for Son. And I Ronaldo nearly... out. Yeah, and you I nearly went for it. So yeah, we'll see. I didn't. In the you end. watched Spurs on the weekend. True, but it's Sonny. Like it's it's a North London derby. They've got to come yeah. good again at some point. Mm. I, I I think Arsenal's ready. Like it's a good time for this London derby because, it, you know, Tottenham has had no form. Arsenal had no form. It looks like they've they're starting to come. You know, you're starting to regain some confidence for them. But I think that might be a good game. So who do you think will win it then? I'm backing Arsenal 1-0. Okay, I'll, yeah. back, I'll back Spurs 2-1. All right. Is that another <laughs> FPL Mavericks bet? Yeah, another bet. Maybe not a crate of Stonewood this time because I'll, I'll be uh, running down to the factory in Byron Bay at one point to pick up a <laughs> old truck. What about a refreshing four-pack of gin and tonic? Yes, we can do that. Yeah, pre-drinks. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. Done. All right, mate. Um, the bargain bucket. I'll just do the recap. You picked Pookie as the um, as the call out, and he's he looked well. He, they're looking good, but I still don't back, back Norwich to score a lot of goals. But they've got the fixtures coming up, so if you did need that um, cheap forward slot, I know you've 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 got Ronaldo and Lukaku in your squad, so you might be looking for that cheap forward. 
Um, Pookie's a good pick now, and then he can easily swap to Adam Armstrong, who's also looks good. Uh, others are looking at that big at the back strategy to support that because you've obviously got players in the 5.5 and 6 mil bracket that potentially could bring in consistent clean sheets. So if you play two up top and play four at the back, that could be another strategy. But Pookie was a good shout, mate. Um, there's a nicely taken goal. It was just perfectly laid in front of him. To, and that's the the angle that he loves. Like he just picked his corner and slotted it. Nice. And I'm not even going to talk about Mitch's Mavcap, who I I got sucked in with Torres again. And now he's yeah. he's off. He's off my list now. I'm done with him. I'm finally breaking up. Wanker. I should have known that he would have been rested for that Southampton game. It's it's typical Pep. And then it, I, I, he might not even... I don't think he plays Chelsea, does he? Oh, maybe he will. They've got two tough, tough game weeks. I think they've got, well, they've got, I know they've got Chelsea and Liverpool upcoming. So he could be, he might not feature for them or, or come off the bench. And then you've got the challenge in the, um, like they've got two or three good fixtures after that. But I don't think he'll play all of those as well because you'll have Champions League fixtures. Um, I think there's just, he, it's the time to move off Torres. I'm, I'm Sad to say it, I hope whoever had him in their team got that haul because that was joyous for that one week. So shit, I obviously went, I got I got sucked in. Have you, did you trade him out last week or did you keep him? I you held him. him, I held him, but then when he plays, even when he plays, mate, I was watching some, some more and he's just like that sacrificial lamb on the front line that just links up and then plays in the likes of Sterling and Foden and Jesus and... Grealish from the wing. So, yeah, fucking right off. He's annoyed me. He's so appealing because he's obviously the, the Man City number nine, but he, his movements are so good. He's so light on his feet. He's always in amongst it, but you're right. He often is, the, like you say, he's making those runs. He's making those movements, but it's guys like Jack Grealish at the back post who's coming off his knee to score the goal. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind yeah. of those scenarios and and – yeah, he's just not not that reliable. And when you've got guys like Ben Rama or, or or even Saar now who's emerged, that you can just plug in that slot and just let them tick over and have an extra mil to spend on your squad. You know they're playing 90 minutes every week. Just back. That's that's what I'm personally doing is I'm looking to back a player who's more reliable yeah. to keep you going. I agree. Because, yeah, there's too many problems and injuries popping up now too, mate. Mm-hmm. Excelente. Shall we kick into our Game Week 6 Mavericks, my friend? Do you want to lead off? Yeah, cool. I'll lead off. Um, there, pick for us. <laughs> um, I can say you're going to hate one of them, and you won't mind. You'll you'll like one of them. This is one that I think you'll quite like. With a lot of fire. Nah, I'll yeah. save my hate. I'll save my fire up for your second pick then. <laughs> First one is in the front line. He's a forward at six point five, um, and it's Neil the Seal Morpe. <laughs> <laughs> Morpe. Yeah. Oh, I got suckered into him last season and he did nothing for weeks. Yeah. But somehow he's like that. He's in amongst it. I like the way Brighton are playing as well. They're just Welbeck. Welbeck's good for them too. He's a really good compliment. Those two work well together. Yeah. And he has only just come into my thoughts recently because, as you say, I'm looking for that bargain striker in my team with big Lukacs and Ronaldo. Um, yeah. And it was actually very close between him and, and Danny um, Welbeck, who's also been playing well. But mm-hmm. we're looking for fantasy points, right? Like, I think we've already mentioned this on previous pods. 
I'm looking at players as points at the moment. I'm trying to remove remove emotion. And I think the fact that Neil the Seal takes penalties is a big thing mm. in fantasy. So with good them, penalty taker as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, really good penalty taker. And um, they're actually in the biggest game of their season, or one of them, or one of the two. Um, because they're up against Crystal Palace, which is an absolute huge well, that's derby. Huge derby for them guys. Like it's the biggest game of the season. There's some really bad blood. There was the infamous um, shit in Crystal Palace's dressing room. (laughs) (laughs) No, the ghost shit. (laughs) Um, Which is amazing. Um, So apparently somebody took a shit in Crystal Palace's dressing room and one of the Crystal Palace players goes in and basically sees it. Ian Holloway is the manager at the time and just goes absolutely off his chops. And you can imagine Ian, Ian Holloway going off his chops, just flying. So you reckon some some gear steward or something snuck in there? Yeah. And just dropped his Dax middle of the middle of the change rooms and dropped a little cheeky one. Yeah, so apparently oh, it's legendary. And this is a bit of a plug for all you uh, football tragics out there. Um, if you get chance on Amazon... Um, there's a documentary on it on on when Eagles Dare, which is actually based on Crystal Palace um, and how the fans saved Palace and obviously they got the promotion. But it's a classic watch. Like it's a little bit of a slow burner, um, but Brighton, obviously being the rivals of Crystal Palace, have a huge part to play. But yeah. back to, back to Neil the Seal. I want to get back on and watch the uh, the double episode of the Ghost Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love British, I love the fans. Yeah, they're so passionate. <laughs> they're so good, right? I miss. I can't wait to go get to a game back home. Uh, but that'll be a feisty derby. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like the sound of that for a, for a first map. I don't. I don't fully hate it because, especially because Morpay's been delivering this season and he's on no one's radar. So that yeah. kind of really fits that definition of the Mav. Just a few stats to finish off on him, though. Um, 2.4% owned, so fits the Mav brief comfortably. He's on 22 points, so he's tracking quite nicely. Um, the big one for me that I want to see uh, in a striker is his shot per 90, which is 2.21. So he's taking a lot of shots. Um, and, and the way that more Neil Seal plays, he's just so quick. He's going to get them chances. And I think if you're bringing down somebody... It's either him or Welbeck, isn't it, with their pace in the box? So um, he could assist his own penalty, which could be a really decent haul. Nice one, mate. Now, looking at my Mavs at the moment, they're two that I would, I've never thought about bringing into my squad all season, but I'm slowly being convinced on both of them. So I, and they're both low owned. So I want to, like, that one of these players will, will be in my wildcard wildcard team in a, in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, I think you'll find them interesting because one of them, and my main guy who I really like, is Decore. You yeah. you called him out during the season and he's still only 5.5. He hasn't gone up. He's only 3% owned. And, you know, most people are getting on Gray, who's about 18, 17, 18% owned now, which is unbelievable. The guy's had three shots and scored three goals. So, his, his that's not sustainable. I just can't, can't see it. But Whereas Zakore, he's been ticking over with the points. 
Uh, and and he's still really playing in that role where he's bombing on. He's I'm calling him Yaya Toure 2.0. And it took me too long to get on that bandwagon. I I said no way. I'm not having a, a Man City pivot in my in my team. And I didn't get Yaya for so long that season. And I'm not doing the same with the and and they've got Norwich up this weekend. So, and, and a big, big thing I've noted is that Everton actually have three home games in the next four. So I want to get on that run and I want to target Norwich this week. So uh, he, he could be my, I'm bringing Torres out this week, likely. Um, and it will be for, for one of these guys. On that. That's, I love that pick, mate. You're always going to have my um, applause when you get Yaya Torre 2.0 um, bombing along there. He's been given that free reign to, to attack and, and, and link up and get in the end of things. But just going back to a really interesting point which you made there for the fantasy game, how long do you stay, like Jesse Lingard last season, for example, unsustainable metrics and data, but he just kept fucking scoring and I didn't mm. get him in. What what do you how do you feel about that? Like Gray, he keeps scoring, but yeah, I'll tell you the for me it's a hundred percent eye test on that thing because the metrics will tell you one thing, but if the player's always in that position or always like looking the most dangerous or central to the attack, um, you know it, it could just be stats. I, I work in in analytics and I know I can make stats tell any story I want. So. I know for a fact that if that player is popping up in the right decisions, there might have been um, two games where he, where he didn't actually have a shot, but he was the most advanced position or he had two two interceptions before he had a tap-in that doesn't represent themselves in those stats. So you can't fully rely on that. And Damari Gray is lightning quick. He runs at players. And I feel that that is not a bandwagon. I think that can continue. I just don't think it will be as sustainable as what it has presented itself in terms of his his FBI output, the, the three goals. So he, uh, he's at the right price point to deliver a goal or, or assist every maybe three games, something like that. But I don't think he'll be banging a goal in every week. But who's to say he won't bag again against Norwich? That's why I think that's that's a good good one to target. And I like Decore more because he's such a uh, – he's only 3% owned versus Gray now who's in – almost a fifth of all all FPL teams. So that's why this Maverick pick could pay dividends because when Damari Gray blanks, eventually the Corey could be the one that gets the assist or, or gets the goal and that's where you'll make up the ground. And I I think both potentially could be in line for points because um, it looks like DCL and Richarlison are both out. So they'll be relying on these, these kind of guys to be heavily involved in the attack and against Norwich. Yeah, it'd be so nice to be owning one of them this week. Fair mate, I like How about it. yourself? Do you, do, so you you held back on Lingard because I jumped on him early because I test wise, I just saw his movements and his positions on the pitch, and I I literally my wild card last season was based around bringing in Lingard and changing my team, and it brought me from, you know, I was so I was around two three mil last season. I almost finished in the top um, 250k. So it was, and that wild card changed everything for me. Because I got on Lingard so early. Yeah, well, I was the opposite and it fucked me up. Like, I just didn't think he could sustain it. And I kept watching and I was like, nah, not this week. Nah, and then I think he was, was he on penalties for a bit or he took one? And it just kept the momentum going. And I was like, fuck me. Nah, no. And yeah, I probably missed out on maybe. That was, it was a perfect storm for me because I'm, 
I, I like I love West Ham as well. So it was like, yeah, this is my man. Um, it was an easy decision for me. It just looked so good. And West Ham were really that was a, a really def, um, defining season for them. Like in their in their history, they were amazing. It's so attacking. And I think that's the, that's half the luck aspect of this game as well. Like, eye test is fine, but it's just having either the balls to either stick with someone or go against them and be like, right, I don't think this guy's going to score. And, you, and, and you've just got to be able to wear it. And I fucked myself last season. so You avoided him. I can't believe it. But You, you did it every week. Yeah, I know. I've, I got him in for like the last two, but yeah, never mind. You missed out a lot. Yeah, we've all had those kind of players. Mm. Like like me with the AR, just didn't believe, you just don't believe it. You know, like, I don't. And then you start getting like it's like you you put a blocker in your mind. You're like, no, nah, I'm I'm not I'm not giving in here. I'm not bringing him in. And then you're missing out on points every week, and you just want to frisbee your laptop out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is going to be that player this season? Early doors. Any any candidates? Well, we've just spoken about one, so yeah, it's hard to hard to say. I haven't. I'd like to see more, a little bit more information because I, I, I'm unable to pick out a player at the moment. I'm a bit trying to be far more flexible this season. Do you know the player that the opposite of that who I think is going to kill a few teams for this year if you keep holding him? Luke Shaw. Yeah. Okay. I won't tell you my strategy for this week then. Yeah, he. I he think gonna he's, gonna drag, he's gonna drag you boys down if you've got him. I still like what he's doing, and I still think he's um, for the next two. He's, he looks good because I just think that Ronaldo factor, and he's he's, he's putting in more crosses. Man United get so many corners. They had ten plus corners the other week. It's unbelievable. Um, and Luke Shaw takes a lot of those. Um, Maguire's been looking dangerous. I think there's still the only thing I do worry about is Man United in every game has just been giving up chances. So that's yeah. I, I haven't. Like you just want, um, like Man City and Chelsea, it look like they're the teams that'll keep more clean sheets. And Liverpool, to their credit as well, look sensational at the back. Like, um, so I just haven't been able to have the full confidence in the Man United backline just yet. But if they tighten a few things up and start getting clean sheets, then that's when you can look at thinking, yeah, Luke Shaw is going to get us attacking returns. But if you moved off, there's other big opportunities. Like at the moment, I'd. <laughs> like it's crazy to say that I'd almost rather have Alonso at Man City just for his attacking potential now, and I do think that game could end, and like it could be a one-nil type game to either either team. So clean sheet wouldn't be out of the question there. Whereas Villa, they've been looking so sh- they destroyed Everton last week. So I would be surprised if they didn't walk away with with you know and you know a goal at Man Man United. I think there could be a goal in that at Old Trafford for there'll be. Might be a walkover for United. No, no, no. Very, very true, valid points there, mate. You got another map for us? I have. And this is the one that you're not going to like. Okay. Crack the knuckles here. (laughs) This guy, again, is just one you need to jump on the right time. And I'm actually going with the fact that he's not even the best asset for me in this team. But this game, this derby game, He's just going to bring the best out of him. And I'm actually basing half of what I, I... I've actually brought him in because I needed to move down or move get someone in from Torres because 
that bag of shits had to leave my team. And he was the most expensive asset that I liked that's going to play 90. And it's, it's Wilfred Zaha. I knew it. You'd go back there. I don't. You're a sucker for him. Yeah, he does it each season. But I think this is going to be his little run now. He's on penalties. And the actual clincher for me was fans are back. It's at home at Crystal Palace. And Vieira actually came out and, and has said he doesn't want him to waste energy tracking back. So he wants him to stay high, stretch the play, not really do what he used to do under Roy Hodgson, which is do his duty of defence and, and press. He just wants him to run at teams. And although Brighton have been quite solid, come on, Wilfred Zaha running at Shane Duffy. <laughs> Ember! You're uh, me he's not sticking a leg out. My question for you is, this is like, is it the Zaha trap? Because, yeah, every season you think he's going to go on a run. But even this season, like, again, I, I enjoy watching him. I love how he plays football. He's entertaining. Even if he's not the, the best footballer on the pitch, he will create drama in some way, shape or form. So he's, um, he's he has been playing well, though. This is he's been he's had a good season so far without delivering exceptional fantasy returns. And that was going to be my question to you is it looks like he may not be the, the complete talisman for Palace this season because they are spreading the points. So you've got guys in that front line that they're working balls in, like they're, they've, they've changed their attack slightly to, you know, more suit that bigger type style striker. Like they had Ben Teke in there for a while who was doing well. Uh, Gallagher's really heavily involved now and, and looks sharp. So, and he, and they're, they're scoring the goal. So will Zaha just be an assist type asset or do you think he can um, connect and, and bring in some goals? And I expect. You know, the, the point we also have to caveat that with is he's on penalties and he's quite a good penalty taker too. He scored one the other week. Mm, that was against Spurs. Yeah, at seven million, um, I think you, you when you pick these is guys... He not, he's six nine now, isn't he? Or did he go up? Sorry, he started at seven and I think he's gone down, which is great. Um, I think you just got to catch these guys at the right time in the right fixtures and the right mood and Crystal Palace having a couple of home games, even though Leicester's involved in that. Um, his, his shot per 90 is 1.4. So that would class him as a greedy bastard, the type of fantasy asset that we want. You know, he, he'll cut in, he'll do his jinky runs. Um, even if he gets a shot and a deflection and it goes straight to somebody like an Edward, who I think will start, by the way, over Benteke. He's going to be, he's not too bad in the air. Like, I don't think he's renowned for headers, but he's going to be in and about and Gallagher bringing in a decent ball. Um, he could be in that box to finish them. Um, and yeah, I just think the attraction of him taking, getting taken down in the penalty box, grabbing his own assist and then taking the penalty is enough for me to be like, right, in this game, there's going to be fire. Like, I think this is the, for me, this is, other than Man City-Chelsea, this is the game of the weekend because it's just going to be a heated derby. So, yeah, a 5.4% owned. Didn't play yeah. midweek because, obviously, Palace are out there, Carabao Cup. He, they'll mm. be firing and rested to go at a crazy Selhurst Park. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that, that game, Brighton are renowned as a, as a 
fairly tight unit. So, and Zaha's only got the the one one that one goal this season. So, yeah, I'd be interested if he did show something more. I'd start looking at him. But um, yeah, I'm okay. That's that's one of the players that I don't generally get in my team. It's like I've learnt my lesson in the past and I've judged the player, and now I won't bring him in. So, going back to your question before. Zaha is definitely one of those players. Like I would never have him on my shortlist of players, even if he had that, like, like you know Norwich or any of these teams where he's, where they've got potential to to be goals in those games. So yeah, you good you, on you for backing him. Are you open to the fact that he's matured and developed as a player though? And he takes I, yeah, I, I see. I have seen improvement in in his game, and that might be the the change in in manager because I really think. Palace have, have modified the way they play. They're they're trying to play a different type of football uh, this season. And mind you, I've really enjoyed watching them. Like that Tottenham Crystal Palace game was one of the most entertaining games of the season for me so far. The, I loved love that game. Um, and normally, like a Palace would be the, the the most dour game of the weekend because they just try and hold teams to zero and pinch a goal with Zaha on transition. Yeah. Cool. Now, I really am going for a Mav that people might hate here because he's he's burned so many people this season. But I have some reasoning behind it, and I want I want to put that past put that past you now. So it's Harvey Barnes, and don't laugh. Fucking, he is <laughs> He got you too, did he? Yeah, he got me good. Yeah. Well, everyone's jumped off him. He's he's. He's gone down to 6.8 mil. He's only 4% owned. So it's almost like he's almost down with those 6.5 player bracket, players there. But, I mean, we got we sucked, sucked into that trap. He was super unfit. Um, he has looked sharper. And, yeah. and he'll, he'll feel like a, like a jerk for being that offside player twice for two disallowed goals there. Um, so, so, yeah, I think. And, he, and that was the first week that he completed 90 minutes in a game as well. So, yeah, you know, like he was, he's the, like, there was a, a number of reasons why people had him in their season, in their squad to start the season. And I think it just wasn't the right time. And now they've got Burnley and Crystal Palace in the next two. So he's one I'm looking to jump off Torres to for two weeks before I wildcard. So I'm looking for those kind of teams with two good fixtures so I can, kind of like have a punt on or dead end my team and then wild card out of it. So he's the type of player I want to have a punt because everyone's jumping off him. Um, Leicester showed that they could score. Like they, You know they've got goals in their team. Mm-hmm. Burnley haven't been the defensive unit that we have known them to be in the past. So, yeah, like, like the likes of Vardy. Um, I know Inacho played in the Cup as well. So, so, so I don't think he'll start this weekend. So I think they'll stick with that. With their um, with the lineup they've been going with, so yeah, Barnes is high on my radar as one of those out there punts that I don't normally do. But um, if it doesn't work out, I've got the wild card to get me out of this, you know, in inverted commas trap. But I'm, yeah, I've I've got some confidence there. Yeah, and I, and I like it. And I think going back to a Machori as an FPL player, right? Like it's it's all well and good to 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 learn off previous previous seasons and. And look at that players, but flipping that on its head, if there's a fantasy asset like Harvey Barnes, who has got a really good run of fixtures, 
has been trusted by the manager in previous seasons and we know is a good fantasy player in there, you've got to be able to be big enough to be like, right, yeah, mm. if he's on a good run now, let's bring him in, which I yeah. don't have. I, I could have easily... I could have easily brought in Harvey Barnes this week. And I looked at my squad and, and the transfers available from Torres. And Don't I looked do it. And, I, and I went, Harvey Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he tempts you. But if he, if it doesn't work out, you'll be on Sui Watch for a week. That's it. You don't, so have, I, you don't have a wild card. So I'd, ha- I'd, happily, I'd happily go with Zaha, let, him, let a new guy burn me and then. So yeah. If you go with Zaha and I bring in Barnes, I would love if Barnes scored a goal, mate. I'm gonna just have, I'm gonna pay like uh, for one of those little Mexican bands to come out and play in front of your house, like <laughs> 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 suck on that. Da, 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 da. Fuck, I'd hate that as well. I bet you would. Yeah, it's worth it. All right, my good man. Uh, I'm on Benny's bargain bucket this week. I'm excited for this. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, and again, this is one that um, I'll, I'll, I'll spell it out. Kieran Tierney. Did you know he's only he's still only 6% owned? So he's low owned. Wow, really? I, I'm not surprised. I think most people, uh, like everyone got off Arsenal pretty quickly. And for those that had Ben White, a lot jumped off. But a lot have probably either kept Ben White or jumped on Ben White because he's cheap, so they haven't gone back to Tierney um, because he was higher, highly owned earlier. Um, but again, they've they've got their next four games. Three of them are at home again. We've got another London derby this this weekend, so it's a big game. And since they've brought in that, um, uh, he's a Japanese defender, Tom, Tomiyasu. Uh, it's it's really allowed Tierney to just just really be that that main threat out there, and so he's the more advanced player. Whereas the uh, Tomiyasu's sitting, well, he's far more defensive in his mindset. And I think we've seen Arsenal turn a corner over the last couple of weeks. So they've grinded out the results they needed. Uh, they have put on a better show. They've started to get some troops back. And, you know, one one interesting change as well that I think has been big for the team is the fact that they've they've put um, Ramsdale between the sticks. So Leno appears to have been dropped. So it further potentially solidifies their defence. And, and um, Leno played in a cup game this week. So it looks like, you know, Ramsdale is going to line up for them again. So it's, yeah, it seems like their defensive solidity has been sorted out. Um, ben White had a, had a good game. He seems to be fully over that case of COVID that he he had. Um, and, and Arsenal are, are poised to go on a bit of a run. And, and I think they've, they've started to gain, regain some confidence. I don't think that was the most convincing win, but they're just starting to play better football. And Tierney, 4.9%, could, could have attacking returns. And um, we didn't see anything from Spurs over... I don't. I don't even think Harry. Yeah, Harry Kane didn't even have a shot last weekend. So, yeah, I, I just think that if that's a tight game, then Tierney could bank a clean sheet and could get an assist for you. So it's 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 an opportunity for a low-owned player to do well, and they've got good fixtures still coming up. Yeah, I, I like that pick, mate. As he, he's he's obviously hitting all the um, specifications for a for a bargain bucket. Um, but what do you think about Spurs this weekend in the sense that 
you know, Son was playing in the in the front and Kane was weirdly out wide. So yeah. I think Kane will come back in the middle and Son will go back out to the left. Actually, the most bizarre thing you've ever seen about yeah. team shit. I thought they just did it. It was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I think this week, looking at the right-hand side for Tottenham, so on Tierney's side, mm-hmm. attacking, I think you're totally correct because he'll keep Lo Celso in there. And Dombele, I don't think, starts in a derby. Uh, and Emerson, I don't know, he doesn't look that great defensively. He looks strong and powerful, but I think he's going to take a, a little bit of time to um, adapt. To yeah. Mm-hmm. The only issue I have with your your thesis is that this game isn't going to be nil-nil. I think both teams scores, So there's going to be no... See goals? Yeah, I see fire. Mm, well, I've just seen, like, Tottenham has just shown me nothing. So unless they're able to, to get up for this game and potentially, you know, I guess because it is a London derby, then we might see something there. But I, I don't think either team are in the greatest of goal-scoring form. So, yeah, maybe my thinking was that it's going to be low-scoring 1-1 at the worst. And I was hoping for an Arsenal 1-0 win, so at least we'd bank the Tierney clean sheet. So you think he'll get six points? Yeah, well, based on what Spurs showed me, I don't think they've got goals in them. Spurs are bad at the moment, but no. but this could be the they need something like this to fire them up. This this we won't make another bet, but I'm totally against you. I think two two three three, classic. Okay, all right. So you're going over three goals. I'm going un, under two. Yeah, that's two yeah. or two or under. Okay, we'll we just stick, keep an eye on that one. We we won't stick right. a pack on that. Cool. Righto, mate. So, Benny, you're on Mitch's Mavcap this week. What exciting pick have you got for us, mate? It's my boy, Blue. My boy. Um, I was looking around the the rounds for for the Mav captain, and I think your three big contenders were Ronaldo, Salah, and Antonio um, away at Leeds. So you put Ronaldo on that list, and you're thinking about transferring him out. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's that's how I'm. <laughs> That's how my mind works. And I think he'll be most heavily owned, I think, at home at Old Trafford. Um, so this is the this is the week for me that if I was going to pull a Mitch Mav cap, yeah. this is what I'd do. Or if it was like left centre. So if I had Antonio, I think all week i go with him. If I want to be safe with my team, i go Salah. But if I want to go Mitch Mav cap, this is the guy. And it's Ishmael Asar. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sonny. Nah, Ishmael Asar, 6.1. 8.9% owned. Shots per 90 is 160. And uh, he has an XG, XG per 90 of 0.36. So not crazy out there. But yeah. going off form and what we've spoken about and fantasy football, Newcastle at home. If he's going to score another goal and have a run, this is the game that's going to be. Yeah. Okay, interesting, mate, because I've I I okay, Sar's another one of those players. Like it's hard. He's one of those players that I'm like, yeah, I'm never bringing him in my team. I haven't even looked at him this year because like he had that one flash in the pan early in the season, and then Watford haven't shown me anything. So I didn't think they were going to score many goals. But this guy, he is like the center of all their 
he's the key to their attack and he's obviously a, a class player. So he's got pedigree in the Premier League. So I've changed my tact and gone from never bringing a guy in to going, okay, he's the other one that I'm tinkering with to say, I'll, I'll drop Torres out and bring in someone like Saar for two weeks. He'll cover me because he's got Newcastle. Did they, I was, they had Norwich on the weekend. Was that Watford? Yeah, who did Watford just have? Yeah, yeah. So they got Warwick, um, Norwich, Newcastle, and Leeds, like the three um, most poorest defenses so far in the league. And what a time for Basar to pop up and do that. So I really am seriously considering bringing him in for Torres this week. So there's a couple that I'm mulling over just to have a look at, and he was almost top of the list just because of that performance he put in. But I just, I just Watford man. I, I don't see them as an attacking unit, but it's just then, I just, then you look at what Newcastle and Leeds defenses have been looking like, and you're thinking you just want to target them. So it's a funny one. I wouldn't want to have him in my team for a long, long period, but hey, for 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 that price point for a couple of weeks, you still got him? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had him. You had him in your wild card, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, good pick, man. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, wouldn't have looked at that. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, mate. I yeah, could yeah. have him on my team. Yeah, it was, it was him or Barnes. I was sneaky having a look at because mm. um, I needed some extra cash. Because yeah, I've got. I want to get off this stupid moron Semedo who sucked me in again. <laughs> Fucking wolves, man! Wow, what a performance! That was their worst performance of the season. They were the opposite of what they've shown all season. Shocking. Anyway, we digress, my friend. FPL underscore point breaks Mav free hit team, please. Yeah, sure. So that's what we've got. So I'll run through the team quickly. Very. What's the goal? What what goalkeeper combo has he got? Cruel steel. Cruel. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he went cruel, and then. I went back and, and asked him about about that choice when I saw that screenshot. But he made a he made a couple of good points. Is that Everton Everton's attack is 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 not quite what it what it was looking like. Like they've got um, no no Siggy, no Richarlison, no DCL. Um, so and one point he made was Everton now are down to their fourth fourth choice penalty taker. So he's potentially thinking he's up there for. Norwich could get a clean sheet and he's going to bank save points, which he does every week anyway. So it's kind of like one of those picks that you go, what are you thinking, mate? But there's really some sound logic behind it. Yeah, well, that's what we're about, Maverick pick. So that's crazy. Mm. I, I would never go there, but fair play to him. Mm. What, what, what's the formation that he's got? Um, so it looks, the, looks as though as he's going to go... Um, Four at the back, so he's got in the back line, and this is just a guess. Um, Vestergaard, Alexander, no, he's, got three. he's got three, three, four, three. three I'm, four. I'm just looking at the screenshot, so he's gone three, four, three. And in that back line, who's the, who's the three he's got then? Vestergaard, TAA, and Tierney, and Tierney, okay. And then obviously, yeah. Romento and Duffy, if if TAA doesn't play for some reason. And then the midfield, Salah, which is the nailed-on pick. And then he's gone with the two form players that we've called out, um, Saar and your your man, Zaha. 
and then and then one of the out there picks is Elian Nussi. Um, he's he's been showing some real signs. I am kind of bummed that we have to shout him out on this podcast because he was my real underground pick that I wanted to get on before before he got out there. He's he's already scored a goal this season, and he's um, he's getting in some really advanced positions. And Southampton are playing quite well, so he's a He's an attacking left winger for only 5.55 mil. He's broken into the team now. Um, decent home fixture at Wolves this week. Um, who, who They were poor against Brentford. So Southampton could could get something there. And Elianusi is, um, could be poised. I like that shout. Mm. Um, he's definitely backing your man, Zaha. I like it. And strong front line, it seems. Shit, that, that front line is... Monstrous. You know, when I was tinkering with my wild card, I had Vardy in there, and I noticed he's gone Vardy again because he's 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 back to his clinical go, goal poacher form. So he's, he's he was rested in the cup. Obviously, he doesn't play midweek games. Um, they're at home to Burnley. That's why I was looking at um, what's his name, Harvey Barnes. That's why I shouted out Harvey Barnes because Burnley it's a good fixture for them. Mm. I'd be shocked if if. Um, if we didn't get some attacking returns from those those players, especially Vardy, guy looks good. Yeah, so Ronaldo and Antonio. You want to know my plan? Go on, yeah, go. Let's go. So I was looking at a similar thing of if my wild card would have had both Vardy, Ronaldo, and Antonio up top, and it was just a super cheap midfield and making some compromises in the back line. But um, I had a plan to switch it up and go um, or to change both. Ronaldo and Vardy to get Lukaku in there eventually, but Vardy was like my differential pick because he's still not highly owned, and they've got a, a good run of um, three. Three out of four fixtures are really good for them. So Vardy, yeah, he's, he's he could be that differential striker up top. No one's looking at him because they're either going Ronaldo or Lukaku as their premium. Um, you've got these mid-range guys like Antonio Bamford. Um, who's the other one? Jimenez, who people have brought in as well. And then there's that cheaper layer, which people, some people are still on Tony because they've they've had him in there. And for those of you that kept him, like congrats on that haul last weekend. He looked amazing as well. So he's he's back on the radar. So you've got those cheaper guys. Adam Armstrong as well as an option. So you could go Antonio Vardy as your little differential front line. Well, Antonio's mate. He's not a differential. No, I know, but he's still. He still he still is a little bit because everyone's going. He's uh, highly owned. The big boys, aren't they? Ronaldo and the Cacks. Thirty thirty four percent, a third of all teams in FPL have have Antonio. Okay, fuck. Mm. He, he was a lot higher. He's dropped significantly since he got that red card, and there's been a lot of wild cards played. So yeah, you're scared not owning him, aren't you? Petrified. I'm more scared not owning him. Over owning Ronaldo, to be honest, and I know that sounds crazy. It'll probably even out, mate. And if you take, if you make a change for a hit there, you're crazy. Yeah, you'd need yeah. that captaincy. You'd need Antonio to get two goals for the captaincy, the Mav cap on him to pay off. Zaha's in. You made, you've made your decision. You've got to stick with it, unfortunately. Yeah, but he might be out soon, old Ronnie. He might, and he might not. He, this bloke is. One of the greatest That's, of all time. He could walk away with a hat trick, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, what was yeah, that?" Yeah, what he, he like? So let's say he gets a double on the weekend, and then they've got Everton the following week. 
uh, Everton's defence is not not looking strong at the moment. So what happens if he if he scores two two goals, two goals, and then you think shit, Lukaku's got an amazing fixture. What do I need to do? Exactly. What do you do? This is fantasy. This is why we love it. I'd freaking hold him. He's the he's the goat. Yeah, he's just so expensive. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Scoring in every freaking game. True, true. Please. Well, mate, well done. Enjoyed that. Me too. Let's look forward to the games and we'll we'll reconvene. Please don't send a Mexican band out my, outside my door. It's worth it. I'll put my bonus from work on it. 